Hello, everyone, and welcome to Teach Ag Talks, the podcast bringing you the news and voices of Pennsylvania agricultural education. Speaking from my four years of studying Spanish in high school, learning to speak in the second language is incredibly difficult. Another difficult task that faces pre-service teacher candidates is their student teaching internship. Now, imagine combining those two daunting tasks in a country that is over a day of flight time away. This is exactly what one student teacher accomplished this past spring semester. Stemming from the Aga to Malaysia Fulbright Hayes Scholar experience in July of 2018, one University of Technology Malaysia student was able to student teach with the United States participant following that experience. This month, we get to hear how that student teaching experience went, as Huzaimi, or as his students in Michigan call him, Mr. Maslan, shares his perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined here by my good friend and actually my brother from the Ag Ed to Malaysia experience, who's I me. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good today. This is freezing cold today. Yeah. <laughs> freezing cold. What what's the the biggest difference that you've noticed like coming from Malaysia to the United States? Has it been temperature? Is that yeah, been the biggest thing? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Because okay. Malaysia, my country, yeah, well, summer, all day summer, 365 day hot. But here is having four seasons. And I came here in the winter season. It's freezing cold. Yeah, for sure, it's cold. That is the biggest thing that the difference. Temperature. So I know you've had like an amazing student teaching experience over here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But... Could you give me a little bit of backstory as how you got to this? Like being in Malaysia, like you go to the University of Technology Malaysia or yeah. UTM, like what's the average day as a student like for you? I'm studying at University of Technology Malaysia in um, Levinsky Subject Education Bachelor. And then um, I do have a lot of subjects that I take there, like agriculture, sewing, cooking welding, plumbing, and all of the skills I learned there. So I came here because they have agriculture here. So uh, that's why I got an offer to come have student teaching here at Michigan. Yeah. And what I think is awesome about that is the fact that agriculture falls into a living skill because it really is a life or living skill. Like you're getting food, you're getting fiber, yeah. natural resource, all that stuff is essential for life. It's encompassed in agriculture. Yes, I agree with that because agriculture is uh, com- combining everything like food, fiber, and natural resources. And then what can I see is here agriculture is very important, not like my country. And people here are very concerned about agriculture. So that thing is I want to go, I want to bring back to Malaysia and I will be give give all of my Malaysian to be concerned about food, fiber, and natural resources, of course. Circling back to when we met, we were both participants in an experience Agad, yeah. known as Agad to Malaysia. Could you uh, kind of give a synopsis or like a summary of what that experience was and what that experience meant to you? Yeah, so the Agad to Malaysia is one of the program that take um, six teachers 
and six pre-service teachers from United States of America to come to Malaysia and learn about agriculture in Malaysia and how schools will be in Malaysia. So, to be honest, my first perception is I'm very scared to get in touch with United States students. But now, oh, look at this. Thomas is my brother now. Yeah, <laughs> and they also learn about agriculture in Malaysia, about pineapple, about oil palm, and going to host, going to be with with host family. And then going to mall together and having fun. And then this is what now I'm here today. Just like that. This is the continuing program that I came here for my student teaching and having learned about the agriculture here too. And what this mean to me is I be I can make a global relationship with all of the United States of America person. And I'm not, I never get in touch with USA's persons but now I just like one family with them yeah I'm like one family with them yeah that, that was also one of my biggest takeaways from the Agate to Malaysia experience yeah. is like this this grant that was through the United States Department of Education through a Fulbright Hayes grant yeah allowed us to expand both our professional and like personal families if you will to people outside of the United States yeah. like like we're really close friends I even though we that. we are a 12 hour time zone difference apart yes and 7,000 miles yeah it's it's far it, it's a far far plane ride it's yeah is it that the hours fly yeah, not quite a hop skip and a jump but like we have that connection because of this program now we're able to spend time and learn from each other and bounce nice. ideas off of one another and opportunities came out of it that's so, right. Correct. Another one of our Agate to Malaysia participants is a teacher in Michigan at Montague High School, Mr. Carson Latak. Yes, this is my cooperating teachers here. So, could you tell us a little bit about your experience student teaching in Michigan at Montague High School with Mr. Latak? Yeah. So, my experience when I'm student teaching at Montague High School is very awesome. At first, I feel very hard to adapt with that kind of environment but after one week I struggle to adapt it oh it's a very awesome I love all of them the teachers are very nice students are very cool and but the different things that I can say is compared to Malaysian education is the system just like we have our own books but in Michigan United States of America they don't have the books so teachers should have to do their own syllabus and that's make sometimes very hard for me but it's an experience I love that so I can create innovative so I can be creative to teaching and to teach them and what can I say is my when my last day there all of my students having farewell party for me and they made me cry and they, I, I never expected that I will get too attached with them but now I can see it. Kids is always be kid, and students will always be student. And I miss him. I miss them so much. And one thing that I want to share to all of you is I going to prom night there, and we never have prom night in Malaysia. So prom night is very nice though, and we dancing together with my student. That will be my last night there, and that will be my last night awesome with them. And they made me cry also that that night, and we all dancing together, and we take a pictures and. You must have to look my pictures during on my Instagram or maybe my blog. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
We'll we'll leave a link to Huzaimi's Instagram yeah. uh, in the description of this podcast, so you all can check out what he's talking about. And uh, like I was able to follow along. Uh, Huzaimi's very active on Instagram and of social course, media. Of course, I have a lot of stories to do. <laughs> yeah, his his Instagram stories are always lively, keeping because you entertained. Because we don't have Snapchat. Yeah, we do not use Snapchat, so we use Instagram a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing we noticed in Malaysia is that. The people that we bumped into, like, they were always like, yo, what's your Instagram? Yeah. Like, here in the United States, it's like, hey, you got a Snapchat? <laughs> yeah. And I also make a Snapchat for my students here. Yeah. <laughs> so they can contact me. You spent the past couple of days in, in State College. Yeah. The, we, we've been able to spend time together and just chit-chat and talk about some stories. Oh. What, could you tell the one story about that conversation you had to have with yourself in the mirror as you were student teaching? Oh, Yeah. So, because of my first week at my student teaching, during my student teaching, I almost give up because of the language barrier, because of the environment to adapt, because of the system, education system and everything. And then I go to the toilet and talk with Miral, my mirror. And I say that, Zaimi, you have to do it. By hook or by crook, you have to do it. Because you are now here. You cannot be easy and give up so that's why i want to tell to all of you you don't have to give up in whatever you want to do if you say that you want to so you have to that's what that is that is my principle now if this is very hard for me at first because can you think that you have to teaching in the united states of america that's not your country this is not your language this is not your life and then that is one thing that i learned Whatever you want to go, wherever you want to go, you are you. And you have your confidence. You have your own capabilities to do. And that's why now I'm here having uh, my life at Pennsylvania State University. Having fun with Thomas. And having fun at the post-internship seminar with all of the PSU Agate 19. And this all will be my best experience ever. And I love this experience. I wish that I can come here again. And that's all. Yeah, I'm happy here. Uh- I really have to commend you and I have all the respect in the world for what you've been able to do with your student teaching Thanks experience because so yeah. even in a few years down the line when I'll be student teaching like I'm nervous about that yeah but I grew up speaking English I am from the United States where you flew all the way across the world yeah nah, to right. teach students in a language that you learned as a second language like nice. to me that is remarkable Thank you so much. What was like a singular favorite moment from your student teaching experience? Singular favorite moments um, when I got cards from my students. They all made me cards that say about how I'm student teaching there. And in the cards, my students wrote everything about my experience. And I, that is my singular best experience ever because I can bring that cards to my home and then I will read it back and remind me all of my students and I miss my students so much at Montague at public high school those memories will last a lifetime yeah and they also made me cake they made you cake yeah they say that cook luck Mr. Maslan and they call me Mr. Maslan there and I'm so happy to be with them 
Now, I know you had a, a dog in the room at some point in time. Yeah. Would you be able to explain why it was, like, a big deal with the Muslim faith for there to be a dog there and All then right. also your relation with the dog? <laughs> so, in my religion, so since I'm Muslim, so we um, actually cannot touch dog, pig, and we also cannot eat pork. And then, but if... I, before I came here, I go into my Islamic center and we are discussing about this. And actually, I can touch a dog even even the dog is dry or wet. But I cannot touch the saliva. It's like his saliva. So, I also bring my soap, my special my special soap. If I got if I got touch the saliva of the dog and then I will get shower with that soap. So we have a specific soap. This is not so complicated, but. Is a like kind of religion, yeah. Just you have to follow it, yeah. That that is fascinating to me. Yeah, Americans love their dogs, nah. and the, I I thought that was humorous when I was talking to Mister Latat yeah. about like whenever we, this was in the planning process, and we were talking about you coming over. It's like oh, he's I'm he's all excited. He has a special soap. You're like <laughs> he's, he's prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared. We are prepared. Yeah. And the one thing is uh, I got to learn here is uh, to adapt the environment. Like, we in Malaysia, we do have holes in our toilet. But here, you don't have holes in the toilet. So, that is really the fun, exciting things to do. The things, the memories. Because I I bring my water bottle, my bottle of water inside the toilet. And, yeah. But now, I get to use it. Nice. I like it now, the toilets. So, I get, I get the new things. To bring back to my home, yeah. yeah. D- different cultural things that you different wouldn't expect. Different cultures, yeah. that is the culture. So three things that I want to tell to all of you is, the important for me is cul- uh, culture, relationships, and responsibility. So three of these components um, that I make myself to be here, that, can, that make me very happy here. Like uh, I have to adapt with the different culture, and from different culture, I got a very good connection relationship with all of the people here. And since I am student teaching, so I have my own responsibility to do, not just sleeping. <laughs> so Cause, this because you, you nap yeah, a lot in Malaysia. Because Malaysians need nap a lot, and then that's three thing that teach me that teach me a lot. That whenever you want to go, is you have to be global open minded, and you have to be you have to have a good re- relationship with all of the people here, and you have to always remember that your responsibility here is to be a teacher. Yeah. Going back to uh, who's I me, but in the role of Mr. Maslan and being a teacher in the classroom. Yeah, so Maslan. What subjects did you teach, and which one did you enjoy the most? Uh, so that subject also will be the most exciting here. Because in Malaysia, I teach living skills and I never have like earth ecology or something subject like this here in Malaysia. So that is most of one of the challenging for me. But I teach the earth ecology subject and I also teach greenhouse management class. And what is the most best part is I teach the greenhouse management class because that time I teach the plant propagation and I must do I, I, I with my students planting um, aloe vera and onion and that is exciting because that class is senior class and we all have fun because we do have a same mind same mind and we just make a jokes and then 
laughing together and they are all crying also when I'm my last day there. Yeah, I miss them. Thinking back to my time in Malaysia, like how many greenhouses have you actually interacted with in Malaysia? Greenhouse yeah. is not so much. Yeah. yeah, because it's 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 hot. Yeah, right. you don't have it. So was there a learning curve for you at first when figuring out how to use the greenhouse? Yeah. Um I learned a lot when I first time come to my school at Montague High School. I learned about what is exactly the greenhouse. So the greenhouse is uh, the pack the heat so that plant can live since you have a four season. So you ha- you need to have sunlight, you need to have heat to make the plants growing. So that is the, the, the fancy thing ever. But it is hot and I like greenhouse so much because that time I go to the Montague High School, there is a winter and I always stay in the greenhouse management class because of hot. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little piece of home there. Yeah, you, it is my home there. The temperature matches up. <laughs> yeah. You... Completed your your student teaching internship in Montague, and then went to the post internship seminar with the uh, P- Penn State student teachers, so PSU Ag Ed nineteen. Yeah, what was that post internship seminar like for you? So post internship seminar is a very nice thing ever because you reflect back what you do during your student teaching, and I love that post internship seminar because I got attached with another person's. Not the teams, so I met um PSU I get nineteen and also meet PSU I get twenty a cohort, and we go to the banquet, and we have fun. We go eat my rice and then <laughs> eat mashed potatoes, and yeah. So post internship seminar is one thing that teach me a lot about being a teacher is not just for the sake of paid, but for the sake of student and for the sake of responsibility. Yeah. Whenever you get back to Malaysia. What are some key takeaways from your student teaching experience from the post-internship seminar that you will take and share with your classmates as like living skills uh, pre-service teachers? Yeah, so the one to say I want to take away from my student teaching to my school is from my school, my Malaysian friend is the one thing is I want to share that experience and, um, and then I want to bring that FFA Association Club to Malaysia as well as FFA is a very nice association because it teach not just for the education but for the leadership and motivation of the students so that's why I like it and I try to bring that I try to give that to my students and try to create that FFA association in Malaysia perhaps yeah it'd be awesome to get a a future farmers of Malaysia started and I know that like I was a Pennsylvania FFA state officer and I remember spending time during Aga to Malaysia and I was like, oh goodness, how am I going to explain like FFA and leadership and like the three circle model we have of agricultural education, which is the classroom supervised agricultural experiences and then the leadership of the FFA. Like how am I going to explain this if they can't see it firsthand? Yes. Which I, I can assume that like you got a little bit of understanding when I nice. talked about it in there, but like it, it probably made a lot more sense when you were able to go and see it in person, yes. interact with an FFA chapter. Yeah. I'm not even understand what you talk about FFA when you come to Malaysia last summer, but now and I'm here. Oh, I now I understand what is FFA. Yeah, it's one of those things where like you actually have to, to be there to understand like and actually see how the leadership component works out and 
chapter officers go and conduct events yes. and then do public speaking in different competitions. Now, that reminded me of something that I thought was awesome. Really, like near the start of your student teaching internship, you were able to attend the Michigan FFA State Convention. Yes. What were some of your favorite parts of that? And are there things from that convention that you would like to take back? to Malaysia and see done in Malaysia? Yeah, so FFA State Convention is a nice convention ever because uh, the the one thing that I like that is when you gather together in the convention hall and all of the state officers um, make a motivations lectures to all of the FFA committee and you have your own what, like brotherhood? Brotherhood Yeah, it's like a, a brotherhood, a community. Yeah. And then you also give to all of your students about the motivation. Like, that's the one thing, the one quote that I remember is be a reason for someone to smile. Yeah, I still remember that quote from the state convention. That is the thing that I really, really want to bring back to Malaysia is whatever you want to do, when you do some like banquet or else, you have to insert the motivation things to make a student grow up. Something from when I served as a state officer that I feel like I kept repeating over and over is that every single day we have an opportunity to change someone's life. Yeah. And I think that's like really close to that idea of like we always have a chance, we always have an opportunity, we can be the reason that somebody smiles. Yeah. And I can confidently say that from interacting with you and seeing videos from your Instagram story about your student teaching internship that you were able to brighten the lives of their students and really change their lives and change their perspectives. Yes. I still am just amazed that this was able to happen, that through like the Global Teach Ag Initiative and Penn State and Montague High School, that all this was able to line up. And I'm just really happy that you were able to have this experience. Thank you so much. Uh, I also want to say thank you to all of you because you have, you all have did a great job for me taking care of me here. And everything, support me, everything, and thank you so much. Before we end this podcast interview, yeah, are there any things that you would like to say that I didn't ask you about? Anything that you would like to touch on still? All right, so um, before I end my podcast today, so I just want to say is be global-minded and be confident in whatever you want to do. Be brave and be strong. Don't we give up because every problem have their own solutions. We just have to think it, and because of we do have our own capabilities, our own advantages that no one have it. So every person, every single person have their own capabilities. So you have, you can do the great job. You can do a great job, and you can be success, and. Always remember that the quote that I said before is Be a reason for someone to success Be a reason for someone to be happy Be a reason for someone to smile Yeah And that's all um, Hope you do, all of you can come to Malaysia And I will try my best to treat you as well as you treat me here Do you think you'll be back in the United States Either for further education or yeah. as a teacher maybe? Yeah I would be very happy if I can be If I can be teachers here Because now I can get adapt with it and I also think that I want to further my graduate studies, master or PhD and I will try to find to finding funder funder or fund yeah to, funding yeah, yeah funding and then to to be to bring me here yeah 
I will try it and I will be very happy if I can get a more knowledge about the agricultures here. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having the chance to sit down and talk to you about this, Suzame, and I thank you for just taking time out of your schedule to, Welcome, to do my this. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to TJAG Talks with Thomas Gable. Be sure to check out tjagpsu.blogspot.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for more publications from TJAGPSU. For details on this episode, be sure to check out the show notes below. Want to see what else is going on in Pennsylvania agricultural education? If you're not already on the Tuesday TJAG Topics email blast, send us an email at tjag at psu.edu. We'll see you next month.